There are three books in the Bible that have come to be called the wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And all of these books are addressing the same set of questions. What kind of world are we living in? And what does it look like to live well in this world? So how to be good at life? Yeah. So each of these books tackles these questions from a unique perspective, and it's important to understand all of them to get a fully biblical perspective on the good life. So as a thought experiment, you could actually imagine each of these books as a person. So Proverbs would be like this brilliant young teacher, and Ecclesiastes the sharp middle-aged critic, and Job would be this weathered old man who's seen a lot in his day. Tonight we are starting our wisdom series, and I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about wisdom. We're gonna be asking questions like, what does it look like to live well in this world? And how do we be good at life? I like to think I'm wise. I think most people do like to think we're wise. However, I've maybe made a few unwise choices in my life. Like the one time when I was eight years old and I had just gotten out of Sunday school, I was in church, I saw my mom across the way and apparently I had really missed her for that whole hour that I was gone away from her. So I decided I needed to show her how much I missed her by, by like charging her with a hug, okay? So pure goodness in my heart to like love on her. I assume the charge, I hug, and I tackle her to the ground and I break her ankle. Legit, I broke my mom's ankle because I missed her that much for the whole hour <laughs> I was away from her, okay? Super special. Um, or like the one time I was in my early 20s, um, I had the opportunity to travel to Europe and I was super excited, super nervous. I'm traveling alone, I'm like 22. I'm going to check out this mission organization I was super pumped about. So I'm flying to Europe by myself. Eight hour flight, I get into Germany, I land, I'm a little nervous, I'm in a place that does not speak English, it's not their native language, so I'm like, it's okay, I'm a big girl, I can navigate this, I'm like super excited, right? So I get to my gate, I find my gate, and I'm like, I'm just gonna hang here, I'm not gonna move, I'm just gonna stay in my gate. Really wise choice, right? Um, and then I'm like, well, I'm kind of tired, so I'm gonna take just a little tiny snooze, okay? Um, not my best choice ever, in my life. So I take a little snooze, but I'm good, right? I have a couple hours before my flight takes off and I wake up to find no one. No one is at my gate. And I'm like, why does the sign not say Ljubljana anymore? I'm going to Ljubljana. This was my gate. I went to sleep. I woke up. It's not my gate anymore. What is happening? So I finally find someone that speaks English and I'm like, please help me. Please, like, I'm so confused. Where's my gate? They're like, oh, we changed your gate. I'm like, what do you mean you changed my gate? Like, do I don't understand. They changed my gate. So I'm like, okay, I have like a few minutes to get there. Well, on the way, I'm looking at my ticket and I'm like, oh dear, oh dear Jesus in heaven. I'm five minutes late. Somehow I got confused between 12 o'clock and 12.05. I thought my plane was leaving at 12.05, it was actually 12. So I finally find my gate, I get there and I'm like, okay, I made it um, to see my plane. It's right there, I can see it in the window. It's taking off. It's like straight up backing up and I'm like, oh, oh. so much panic is happening in, in, in my heart and my mind right now. I'm like, I am in Germany all by myself. No one is speaking English. I don't have a cell phone. Like how am I supposed to contact anyone? It was a little bit stressful. I ended up having to pay like $15 for internet to like let the missionaries know that I'm gonna be like eight hours late because I missed my flight. A little bit fairly um, traumatic for me. So note to all, don't take, no, don't take naps in, in foreign airports, okay? 
By a show of hands, is there anyone that wants to be good at life? Yes, yes, I do. Is there anyone that doesn't want to miss their flight in foreign countries? Yes, right, okay. So, the Bible has a lot to say about wisdom, and it has three very specific books dedicated solely to helping us become wise. And each one of these three books has a very different feel. But tonight we're starting with the book of Proverbs. And I really enjoy this book, and here's why. I really, really do want to be wise. I really, really do want to gain wisdom and insight and knowledge and understanding. So I love this book because this book's, book helps us do that. So God and I are on the same page. We both want me to have wisdom. I just have a lot further to go than he does, okay? So let's take a look at what Proverbs has to say about wisdom. We're gonna start by meeting the book of Proverbs, the brilliant young teacher. And she's not just smart, she's smart about everything, work, relationships, sex, spirituality. She has incredible insights, things you wouldn't see on your own. Yeah, she would be the perfect friend to have around when you need really specific advice. So what makes her so smart? Well, Proverbs can see things that most people don't see. She believes that there's an invisible creative force in the universe that can guide people in how they should live. And you can't see it, just like you can't see gravity, but it affects everything that we do. So what's this force? Well, in Hebrew, it's called chokhmah. And it usually gets translated into English as wisdom. It's an attribute of God that God used to create the world. And chokmah has been woven into the fabric of things and how they work. So wherever people are making good or just or wise decisions, they're tapping into chokmah. And whenever someone's making a bad decision, they're working against chokmah. Right, or as it says in Proverbs chapter 1, the waywardness of fools will destroy them, but the one who listens to wisdom lives in security. So it's like a moral law of the universe. Yeah, it's a cause-effect pattern, and no one can escape it. And Proverbs personifies all of this as a woman. Yeah, Lady Wisdom. Right, and she roams around the earth calling out, making herself available to anyone who's willing to listen to her and to learn. Which leads to the second thing Proverbs believes, that anyone can access and interact with wisdom and use it to make a beautiful life for yourself or for others. You can create with it like a designer. Yes, in fact, chokhmah in Hebrew isn't simply intellectual knowledge. The word is also used to describe a skilled artisan who excels at their craft, like woodworking or stonemasonry. So you show you possess chokhmah when you put it to work and develop the skill of making a good life. Okay, that makes sense. So let's do this. Let's go find some wisdom. I find it really interesting that they say the book of Proverbs could be like a brilliant young female teacher and that they refer to wisdom as lady wisdom. I mean, maybe that's all we need to know tonight. Let's go home. Just kidding. Let's not go home. Let's learn about wisdom, okay? So tonight I want to look at three different things that Proverbs has to tell us about wisdom. The first thing that the book of Proverbs tells us is we need to hear this call from Lady Wisdom. She's making herself available to all who will hear and listen to her. Because let's be honest, sometimes hearing and listening can be really hard. Like when I was younger, my sister and I shared a room, so we have lots of funny good memories about that. So we had just gotten a little tiny puppy, the cutest little black half lab, half Sharpay puppy. We're like, oh, you know, gaga about this puppy, whatever. So cool little puppy, so we're super excited. So Amy and I are in bed one night, and it was one of the first nights we had this puppy, and um, my dad had this very strict rule that the puppy wasn't allowed on the carpet. It, it was a black 
puppy, and so we had white carpet, and it was messy and whatever. So he put a gate on the tile in our kitchen, so the puppy had plenty of room, like in our kitchen and laundry room and outside, that the puppy could play, but it couldn't come on the carpet. So my sister and I are sleeping one night. She wakes me up. She's like, Sarah, Sarah. I'm like half asleep. I'm like in third grade or something. I'm like, what? She's like, I think I hear something. I'm like, okay, what? I think I hear dad crying for help. I'm like, okay. So it kind of gets my attention. So I start listening and I sit up in bed and I'm like, okay. So I get out of bed and I go to the end of our bed and it's our tiny little puppy. And it's like crying because it like just wants up. And she had somehow made up in her mind that our dad was in serious trouble and needed help. So, so it was a puppy. So me being the wiser older sister, I was like, oh, Amy, it's just our puppy. It's not our dad crying for help. So sometimes it can be hard to hear, right? We can get confused on what we're hearing. But this video says that wisdom is for anyone who will hear, so we should pay attention and seek wisdom. See, divine wisdom has been given to us through scripture. These three wisdom books are a guide for living wisely and well in God's world, and it's for all of us. So many times in the beginning of the book of Proverbs, it talks about seeking and pursuing and listening and asking for and searching for wisdom. Proverbs 2, 2 through 6 says, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. See, when people are making wise decisions, they're relying on that lady wisdom that God gives us. They're living in a way that honors God by being generous, by staying pure, by upholding justice, things like that. When you don't rely on wisdom, you do things like miss your flight in Europe and have to pay $15 for an hour of internet, okay? We, we don't want to rely on ourselves, we want to rely on wisdom. But even as we're hearing this call from lady wisdom, we need to base that listening and that hearing on this thing called the fear of the Lord. Before you do, Proverbs has one more really important thing to consider. Chokmah isn't some impersonal force. It's an attribute of God himself. And so in Hebrew thought, your journey to becoming wise has to begin with what Proverbs calls the fear of the Lord. It's this healthy respect for God's definition of good and evil. And true wisdom means learning those boundary lines and not crossing them. So the second thing the book of Proverbs tells us is that wisdom is actually found in the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9, 10 through 11, the message version says, skilled living gets its start in the fear of God. Insight into life from knowing a holy God. It's through me, Lady Wisdom, that your life deepens and the years of your life ripens. It also says in Proverbs 19:23, fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. See, I think fear of the Lord can be really easily misunderstood, but it's really important that we understand what this is because the fear of the Lord, like this verse says, brings security and protection from harm. We all want that, right? We all want that security from God. See, fear of God is a reverence and respect and an honor. It's this like awe for who God is. And then when we have those things, when we live out of that fear 
of the Lord, that honor and that respect and that reverence, it results in skilled living or being good at life. Like take someone you really respect or you, you value, you honor. Maybe for you it's one of the pastors here at Fellowship. Maybe it's a teacher, a coach, a principal, a mentor, whoever that person is. Okay, think of that person. For me, I think of our lead pastor, Pastor Dan. He is a very, very wise man, and I respect the way he leads our church, and I respect who he is as a person. He lives with integrity, and so I really respect Pastor Dan, right? But you can guarantee I'm not going to cross him. I'm not going to disrespect him. I'm not going to go out from undercover from him, but I'm not scared of him. Pastor Dan doesn't scare me, but I'm going to honor and respect who he is and the guidelines he has for us as staff here at Fellowship Church. We don't have to be afraid of God, but we do have to respect God's definition of good and evil. A moral mindset, like the video says, recognizes I'm not God, and I don't get to make up my own definitions of good and evil or right and wrong. I have to humble myself before God. I embrace his definition of good and evil, right and wrong, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's unpopular. True wisdom means learning those boundary lines and not crossing them, just like that video said, okay? So God gives us these boundary lines to protect us because he loves us. He's not doing it to keep us from having fun. God doesn't say in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say that because he's trying to keep you from having fun. He says it because he knows drunkenness can actually ruin your life, okay? He doesn't say in 1 Corinthians 6.18, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does, for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. He doesn't say that to keep you from the greatest thing, one of the greatest things he's created on earth. He says it because he knows outside of marriage, outside of those guidelines and those boundaries, it can damage your heart and your soul and your body. He doesn't say in Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. He doesn't say that so you like have to not fit in and be in the popular group because you're not going to gossip. He says that because it's really important that we're building the church and we're encouraging others and we're not tearing them down. He's not trying to like keep you from something. That's not in God's character. He's trying to protect you. God's really, really good. And, and to me, it's out of this like reverence and awe and respect that I have found this like incredible deep love for God and that relationship where he wants to protect me. He wants to keep me safe. He wants to keep me secure. So he's given me these things that he's like, don't cross these so that you don't get hurt. Proverbs is a book that helps us with knowing some of these guidelines and, and what they look like and how to walk them out. So let's look at the video to see what it has in regards to walking us out a little bit further. All those ideas you just unpacked are in chapters one through nine in Proverbs. But when I think of the book of Proverbs, I think of the collection of sayings, the Proverbs themselves. Tell me about those. Yeah, those are what you find in chapters 10 on to the end of the book. It's a collection of hundreds and hundreds of Proverbs about any and all aspects of life. And Chokhmah gets applied to them, resulting in this wise guidance to help you find a path towards success and no matter what you do. If I design my life with these sayings, life is gonna be good. Yeah, or as Proverbs puts it, it'll give health to your bones, prosperity, a long, rich life. Which is a really big claim. But you can see how it's often the case. Wise people, they tend to do better. Things usually work out well for them in life. And so that is the promise and the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. 
The third thing that Proverbs says is that when we walk in wisdom, we are steering our directions. We, dis- we steer our decisions. So we hear the call of wisdom, we fear the Lord with that honor and reverence and respect, and then we steer our decisions. Because we can't, we can't steer what happens to us, okay? We can't help what happens to us, but we can respond in the right way. We can steer our life in that response to what happens to us, right? We can steer our life in the way that honors God. It's one thing to know the right choice, and it's a completely different thing to actually do the right choice. It's two completely different things. We can know all day long, but if we don't walk it out, it's completely, completely different. So like the examples I gave earlier, where God tells us to stay away from certain things, too much wine, sex outside of marriage, unwholesome talk, that means actually doing those things. It means actually living in obedience. I'm not gonna drink too much. I'm not gonna have sex outside of marriage. I'm not gonna have a wholesome talk. I'm not gonna smoke weed even though in the state of Colorado it's legal. I'm not gonna do those things because those aren't in God's guidelines. It's making the right choice even when it's hard, even when it's unpopular. Like not dating the guy that isn't a Christian. Even though he's really cute and he's really nice and he treats you super, he doesn't love Jesus, we don't do it. It's living a life of purity. Your mind is resolute. Your mind is made up that you're gonna stay pure in a very pure, impure generation. See, I believe the enemy has sold us this lie that it's not possible to stay pure. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God would not call us and ask us to do something and then just booby trap us and be like, huh, I'm just kidding, it's not actually possible. God really does want us to live a life of purity and he gives us strength and wisdom and discernment on how to actually live that out and walk that out. It is possible. It's not going to that party everyone's going to. It's obeying your parents even when it's hard, even when you don't agree with what they're saying, what they're doing, you you stay under that cover. It's walking out obedience. When God says, honor your father and your mother, you actually do that. Going to church, even when it's hard, even when you're tired, even when you don't feel like it, okay? God is not a feeling. It's actually walking out those things that we know are right. James 1, 5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Not a stingy God, not a God that's trying to booby trap you, not a withholding God, a generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. God is so good, we can say, God, help me, give me wisdom, I need it. I need to know what decision to make. I need to know which direction to go. We, you know, we ask God, we ask him for the things that we need. The Bible says, ask and you'll receive. Ask for wisdom when you're struggling with which direction to go, what to do, how to navigate friendships, how to navigate relationships. We ask God for that wisdom. And it's a skill we have to learn because it doesn't always come natural. Like I said earlier, we have to seek it out. We have to listen for it. We have to pursue it. This means reading our wisdom books Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job to find wisdom and insight and knowledge and understanding. The entire purpose of the book of Proverbs is to help us develop a very practical set of skills for living well in God's word, in God's world. Wisdom is found in scripture. It's in seeking wise counsel and guidance and asking a God who gives it generously. We put it to work by our actions. We walk it out every single day. Any form of transportation has steering, right? A bus, a bike, a car, a plane, 
whatever it is, there's someone steering those things, okay? So if we're trying to get here, if we're trying to get to our destination, we can't steer here to get to our destination, right? So, so we're in charge of steering where we're going. What's our destination? It's heaven, right? Our destination is heaven. So on the way, let's do it wisely. Let's go in the direction of who God is. Proverbs 19.20 says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. I want to get all the advice and instruction and wisdom I can. So I'm reading my Bible. I'm, I'm asking mentors. I'm asking people I respect. I'm, I'm talking with, with friends that I love and adore, and I know that they're doing life the right way. Okay, that's how I'm, I'm trying to gain. I'm, I'm asking those questions. I'm asking God, give me wisdom. Let's learn how to live wisely by hearing the call to wisdom and pursuing it by understanding that our baseline for wisdom is in fearing God with that honor and that reverence and that respect and by steering the decisions on that path of wisdom. So the 4640 staff, kind of like Will talked about in the announcements, we want to challenge you to read the book of Proverbs. And this book is perfect for like reading day by day because there's 31 Proverbs. And so every chapter you read the day of. So just like Pastor Will said in that video, Proverbs 20 would be the chapter that we're reading today. And, and that's what's beautiful about Proverbs. You don't have to read it in order. Like, I will randomly pick it up if I'm like, I don't know what to read today. I'm like, oh, cool, it's the 20th. I'm going to read Proverbs 20. It's such a good thing. So we as a staff are going to be doing that. We're going to be reading that. Um, Jeremy's going to be posting on social media to help encourage you guys. Get in your Bible. This is a great way to find wisdom, to to gain those knowledge, that knowledge and that insight that you're hoping to, to steer your life. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing together as a staff um, and with you guys. The Bible app is one of the greatest resources. Find out what works for you. Like some people really love having just a, a paper copy of the Bible. That's what I prefer. But sometimes I don't always carry it. It's not always on me. So I have my Bible app. It's so easy to pull out your Bible app, Proverbs 20. Cool, I'm going to read it. First thing in the morning, if that's the best time for you. Maybe you're not a morning person. Don't read first thing in the morning. I really like reading first thing in the morning, especially Proverbs, because it gives me wisdom for that day. It kind of helps lead and guide me in maybe some of those choices that I'm going to be having for the day. So I think Proverbs is a great a great one to start in the morning, and it's not like a hard, deep thing like, ooh, what does this mean? It's just like good, solid God advice, right? So find that time that works best for you. Maybe it is at night. Maybe you're most alert and you're most awake right before bed. Um, so, so pick a time and read the Proverbs of the day. It's a great use. And, and the, Bible, the Bible project, man, even the staff, we are learning so much from these Bible projects. Go on YouTube, check out the Bible project they're so, so helpful for gaining more insight. Proverbs 19.10 says, to acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. Let's prosper together. Let's get wisdom together. Let's seek it out. Let's be good at life together. Let's pray. God, you're so good. And we love you. And God, we ask right now for wisdom God, we want to be wise. We want to steer our life in the direction that you want us to go. We want to actually live out those things that you're calling us to. We don't want to just know them in our mind. We actually want to live them out. We know that you give us that, that wisdom in those um, directions because you love us, 
because you protect us, because you want the best for us. You're not trying to keep things from us. That's not, that's not who you are. That's not your character. Your character is good, and it's for us, and because you love us. And so, God, I pray that each one of us would seek out wisdom, that we would be reading your Bible, that we would be reading these wisdom books, that we would be asking our friends, our mentors, our pastors, those that we look up to for wisdom and good advice on how to be good at life. God, we love you. You're so good to us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.